Hi there. Welcome to the Field of Streams, where I, your host, Janine McRae, bring you the tiny thoughts that stream from my brain and present them to you as though they're a pair of magical eyeglasses that allow you to see exactly what that fussy indoor plant you have needs health-wise, so you don't overwater it, which means it won't die one day when you're at work. Mmm, leaf burn. Now I can't promise you much with these growths, but I can promise you this. I won't keep you long. A promise like that deserves a follow, don't you think? Tap that follow button if you dare. You dare. I know you do. Okay, so today's episode. There was no specific incident leading up to the creation of this one. I'm just sometimes amazed by how easily people are able to climb atop a high horse and rain judgments down upon others without knowing facts or circumstance or anything really. They just love being up there on the horse. The outrage is a sight to behold and sort of makes you feel like you're missing out on something. Should I get a high horse? What do you feed a high horse? How much poop do they create? These are all valid questions. So I wrote this. It's someone calling to inquire as to the purchase of a high horse. That's it. That's the episode. Without any further shoveling of my stalls, here is the post. Hello, I would like to purchase a high horse. Hello. Oh, yes, hello. Hi. I'm calling about the high horse advertised in today's Rage Rag classifieds. Is it still available? Which high horse? The piebald or the bay? Uh, whichever one is higher? What can you tell me about it? Well, the bay is the higher of the two... It stands 24 hands high, and if you know anything about hands, which you should because they've been in the news quite recently, that makes it a bona fide monster. I'm talking Guinness World Record-breaking height. Wow. Exactly. Now let me tell you this. You'd be hard-pressed to find any higher horses on the eastern seaboard, the western seaboard, or any board you care to mention. Not likely, no siree. None can compare to the quality and lineage of my high horse heights. We're the best at giant GGs here. Seriously, when you're on this thing, you'll be so, so high. The people beneath you will be as ants. Small ants who are themselves looking at microscopic images of ants. But before we go on, I should tell you that we do like to screen prospective buyers. Do you have much experience with high horses? Uh, no, to be honest, I've been focusing most of my attention on the hot take space, you know, building my brand there. But what with everything that's going on and the new stuff happening every day that is missing my voice, I'm looking to expand my brand into the high horse outrage arena. Oh, these are arena animals for sure. Divine wine equine, as I like to joke with my wife. We deal mostly with the centre ring high horse dancers, the dressage pomp and stances, and focus primarily on providing that non-stop, top-notch, frou-frou, unfounded indignation kind of quality to all our clients. Excellent. That sounds great. Now, sorry if this is a noob question but tell me what do high horses eat exactly snowflakes boomers hollywood jeff bezos any particular global brands do i have to feed it or let me just interrupt you there 
Honestly, if you're trotting about in all the right spaces, it'll find plenty to eat. This horse has already been fed all the classics chaff, so instinctively knows how to stick a hoof in anywhere. It's purebred, did I mention that? Proficient in all the outrages, moral, social, ethical, emotional, dietary. Dietary? You know, for towering views on veganism, intermittent fasting, autophagy, carnivore diet, goop and the like. But just between me and you, I'll let you in on a little secret. This particular high horse excels at purity outrage. Are you up on that? Don't worry, you don't need to be. Once you're up on this high horse, no one will be purer than you. I guarantee it. You bring up a good point. How does one actually get onto a high horse? So easy. First, you will hear the sound of a low rumbling thunder in the distance when you encounter the latest transgression of your victim or victims. The air will suddenly smell vaguely of cinnamon. No one knows why. Then all the hairs on the back of your neck will stand to attention and salute the invisible shaman. Your forehead will prickle, your fingers will flex, and your shoulders ripple like the San Andreas fault on a Sunday. An anticipatory tremor of sorts. Mm -hmm. You will then realise that it's not the sound of thunder at all, but the rumble of hooves approaching. A fox will yip, a whistle will be blown, and a signal flashed. There'll be some cursory googling at an unverified site, and then poof, before you know it, you'll be on a horse. It all happens by degrees, namely your lack of them. That's a little high horse trader inside joke. <laughs> Don't mind me. All jokes aside, there's really no mystery or skill to it, and I just made all that up. Getting on a high horse is one of the easiest things in the world. Resisting the mount up is actually more difficult. But don't worry, if you're ever having trouble getting on your HH or succumbing to the better angels of your nature that shut your pie hole before you reach the stirrups, well, we have a high horse mounting step you can purchase. And lucky for you right now, if you buy two horses, one for your spouse perhaps, we throw in the step for free. Are they hard to control? Oh, very. Really? Would I ever get bucked off or kicked by it? For sure. That's the charm predictably unpredictable in their unpredictable predictability. But you get used to it, right? Uh, sure. Are some high horses better than others? Like, I don't know, superior? Heightier? Is that a word? Well, you know what they say. It's not the height of the horse, it's how high the horse. Huh? Another inside joke. High versus high. A little horse flesh humour. Wait, are, are you saying these horses are on the spruce juice? No, ma'am, you have completely misinterpreted what I was saying. Excellent! You are well on your way to being high horse ready. But let me ease your mind. We go out of our way to not use growth hormones here. Literally no growth is possible when you are seated upon this horse. That's written in our provenance papers and also our guarantee to you. Excellent. And what about a name? Does it have a name? No. Might I suggest Alan? Uh, okay. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask. Does this one talk at all? I didn't say call him Mr. Ed now, did I? I don't get it. Who is Mr. Ed? You know, the talking horse from the 60s. Fun fact, that horse's actual name was Bamboo Harvester. The 60s? I wasn't born then. 
whatever. They used to put peanut butter on his gums to make his lips move so it looked like he was talking for the cameras. And then They did what? Ha! Sake! That's an urban legend. I was just checking your temper temp, and I'm happy to report that got a strong spike reaction from you, very off the cuff. My outrage detector just blipped a little, so that's another positive check on your ready-to-own-a-high-horse checklist. Awesome. I'll take it. Take what? The high horse. It's not available. What? Oh, that's a bummer. Okay, thanks. Maybe you could recommend... Aha! Got you again! Pardon? That was another test and you failed to clear the barrier. If you were ready for high horse ownership, you would have instantly mounted up and expressed your indignant outrage at my false advertising. But here you are. You haven't even whipped out a riding crop to beat on Yelp yet. I see no inclination to hitch up a next-door posting right under the pinned what-was-that-bang post. Seriously. Okay, thanks. What is that? I don't know. But I can tell you straight up that it's not the reply of a high horse jockey with a fresh set of outraged jodpers on. Now hang on a minute. I'm just going to level with you. It sounds like you should stick to hot takes. Opinions no one asked for, that sort of thing. I can recommend a My Two Cents group, if you like. Maybe start there and use that as a stepping stone to high horse ownership because you're just not ready. Start smaller. That's my recommendation. Throw in a few yes buts and some whataboutisms to any local social dialogue you're privy to. Work up to the commentary nags with some simple identity-based outrage. Get my drift? But I know a guy who sells oars. Oars? For sticking your oar in. That's quite popular in the social transgression commentary fields. Lots of space to get in on the ground floor there. <sighs> okay, I'll think about it. Oh, well, that seals it. That's the final nail right there. Think? You should never think about it. Thinking is blinking and they should never see you blink. React, don't retract. Exactly. Before you go, any uh, interest in some eye-level outrage? I got the inside line on some sanctimonious pony action, and I can... And there you have it, today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please feel free to uh, share it with someone, perhaps, or give it a rating, or, I don't know, just follow the podcast in general so that you never miss an episode. I share these missives as a way of perhaps inspiring creative folk to get out there and make something of their own. If you enjoy my writing, you can actually sign up for my newsletter at janemacrae.substack.com. But until next we meet, I'll leave you with this. Love what you love, and I'll see you out there making stuff.